Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, we are broadcasting as we always are from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. Well, if it's beautiful today, it's been soggy for a while, yeah. and, but it's, we're drying out. Um, if your banking experience is soggy, uh, I think you know what I mean. If you're with a big mega bank, uh, you can't find a live person. Uh, well, here's a suggestion. Give Renaissance Bank a try. I think what you'll find, uh, at least this is my experience, is that Renaissance big enough to handle pretty much any need you can throw at them as a business, but they're small enough to do it in a personal way. That's just the way they do business. Uh, so if that's the kind of combination you want for your business and its banking experience, then go to renaissancebank.com, find one of their local offices, and give them a call. And I think you'll be glad you did. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome an old friend, Becky Berry. Becky is with Becky Berry Career Coaching. She's actually young, but <laughs> I've known her a long time. That's what I mean by that, folks. Becky, <laughs> how you doing? I'm good. I'm going to pitch my bank, Renaissance Bank. Okay. This is actually where I bank, and I love them. That personal touch, I get people on the phone all the time and ask them weird questions. Nobody treats me like I'm dumb, and it's just, it's just amazing and supportive. There, there you go, folks. Uh, I couldn't have said it better myself. So uh, there you go. Um, well, Becky, how are you? Tell, tell us a little bit about Becky Berry Coaching. What, what, for those that, the, the three people that don't know who you are, <laughs> <laughs> Becky okay. Berry Career Coaching, talk about that. So I am an executive career coach for mm-hmm. women who are mid to high level in their careers. I also work with, you know, selected younger people who appeal to me. I work with women who are absolutely determined to have maximum impact at work by bringing their whole selves, their voice, and their opinions to their work. I love that. And you work with women, if I can say this, you work with women that um, maybe that are uh, high level, but don't really know that they are, right? Amen, brother. That, <laughs> that's half my job. Yeah, that's right. That's half Pull my them job. up, right? It, well, is 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 helping those women own what they've done. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how high they are. And it's it's beyond, you know, people talk about imposter syndrome. It's way beyond that. It's overcoming, I call it the noise in society that we've been listening to for our whole careers sure, and understanding that you've already moved past that. And so let's look for a place where you bring that fuller voice, that whole voice of yours into the room. And, and that's what we work on. And we work on looking for the cracks because I don't believe, I do believe it, <laughs> fervently in breaking the glass ceiling but first you have to crack it. And the mm-hmm. more cracks there are, the faster it breaks. So I'm always helping people strategically look for a place to bring up bring up something, to say something that might feel contra- controversial and maybe feel internally scary to say it. Mm-hmm. 
but universally when they come back, they're like, oh my goodness, they loved it. Mm. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, there's, it, there's plenty of imposter syndrome out there. Sometimes though, it's just, um, Hey, I've been doing this a long time and you just get used to like playing on the same row in the field. Right. I mean, oh my it, goodness. and, and yeah, and you, you've got those blinders on and yeah. you don't see the big world that's changed out there that you might be a, a better part somewhere else. Well, for sure. Because a lot of my clients come to me with five, 10, 15 years in the wrong industry for them mm-hmm. or in the right industry. But as you say, you know, they've got that tunnel vision. And I always encourage my clients to change jobs every three to five years or sooner if it's not a fit, because A, that's how you make more money, mm-hmm. and B, it's how you stay fresh. And I am the world's expert on staying fresh. <laughs> yeah, my seventh career, you uh, know, all my career changes already. Yes. And I'm always, you know, starting a new business or, or doing something else. Well, they overlap too. That's the thing. It's not sequ- sequential. You're always in the middle of something. Right. Yeah. Right. But I think, I think it's really important, like you said, to, to move. And if you're in a really large organization, you, you get this impression that you have pretty much unlimited opportunities. That's not necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. It depends on leadership at every level of whether they want their people to grow and and do different things. Because once you're an expert, and then you're an expert in a tough um, um, area or something, mm-hmm. they want you to stay there, right, until they're ready to get rid of you. Yeah, and then, yeah, you know, until they've used you as much as they can, right? Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about. I mean, we've talked about some of the issues and I want to talk to about more in a second, but so lots of career coaches out there. Why do they come to Becky Berry? Cause it's me. Um, because I have a voice, I have a very specific voice Mm -hmm. and what you ask me this. Well, uh, I don't pull punches. Okay. Uh, in, in the very first call I ever have with a client, you know, a prospect call, I don't, hide my voice. I don't pretend to be softer or quieter or whatever, but regardless of the woman on the other end of the phone, I work with the most introverted people you've ever met. I work with the most extroverted people you've ever met because people instantly get that I get them. Mm -hmm. That's my thing. I like to say, I don't know if you've ever heard me say this. I like people the way most people like animals. I would rather be with people. Okay. And that, I think that comes across in every conversation. Plus I have that giant breadth and depth of experience, which means even in that initial contact or, or a conversation and networking, people go, you know, I have questions and I have insights that they're like, how could you possibly know that? Because I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So folks get a lot out of just that first meeting with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's not even a paid meeting. That's just like a sales call. Well, and that was kind of part two of the question was like, what what do women get out of working with you? They regain their voice. Some of them discover it for the first time. But in my in my work as a, as a coach, and, and particularly over the last three or four years, I added a new piece to my coaching. And one of the questions is, what are you looking for? They're always looking for inclusion. 
always, always, always. And inclusion is about one thing and one thing only. Everyone is heard. Mm. Diversity is another thing. Mm -hmm. All of my clients want diversity too, but inclusion is all voices are heard. Mm -hmm. And that's what these women want because time and again, they come to me, I see this big solution to this giant problem and nobody's going to listen, or I've been passed over and passed over and passed over, or I have done exemplary work and they, and I should be getting the exemplary score on my evaluation, Mm -hmm. but they, they they're like, but some stupid arbitrary reason, they're not going to give it to me. So I don't get the title I should have. Mm. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that one. And I'm okay. I'm like, okay. Okay. And so the, the way out of that, the way to your next, your next opportunity is to know what it is that makes you, you and bring it to the front. And frequently it's the thing they think is their worst thing. I can see how that would be. And, you know, relatedly, Mm -hmm. what do you say to a a woman who you mentioned introverts Mm -hmm. who says, I'm not sure I'm like liking this voice thing. I mean, (laughs) I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm shy. I'm I'm introverted, but I want to get ahead in my career. So help, help me reconcile the fact that I'm usually not the first person to speak. Well, that's their number one strength. Introverts rule the world because they listen. Mm. So what, what I do is we work on strategies. We talk about what do you feel comfortable talking about? And we like mock up a meeting and we talk about where you can ask a question. I help them figure out how to say something when they come in. I help them figure out how to teach their manager how to work with an introvert. Or as introverts, how to work with extroverts that they're managing. Mm. That's the easy one for me. Okay. <laughs> I have been managed by introverts. Well, Tried to be managed by introverts. Um, so it's, it's that. But I want to go back to the voice thing. Yeah. They never know we're working on their voice till I tell them. Okay. And then, and then there'll be a moment. Oh, I'm going to, I'm teary. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always have tissues because mm-hmm. um, I'm very Barbara Walters. Everybody cries around me. Yeah. Um, and it's there. And I go, okay, I'm going to say this back to you. You just said this to me. And here, here it comes. And it's just this really powerful statement mm. of who they are mm-hmm. and how they move through the world. And, you know, if what, what my clients are always looking for, and the only thing I'm interested in, is work that fits them. And that means you get to move through business the same way you move through the world. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's what we do. And when that gets synced up, that, that understanding that, that – what you think is your bad? I've always thought it was bad to be an extrovert and big and loud because, honey, I was big and loud in 1975 when I was 18, and it was not a good thing to be a big, loud girl. Mm, I don't yeah. mean like big physically, but yeah, you know, no, yeah. I have a personality. Well, yeah, I've had, well. according to my parents, I've had it since I was born. Mm-hmm. But but being able to really own that in an in an organic way mm-hmm. that doesn't feel forced, but just feels like, oh yeah, that is who I am. Oh my gosh. And it's great. And I can use it to move forward. That's that I call that my money move, even though it's not even about money. <laughs> but, lo- it, but it I is. I love that. Well, now you just said something here that strikes me as, uh, you know, your um, touchstone, mm-hmm. maybe is the way to say it, for how you work with women. You said, I want to teach women how 
to go through business the way they go through life. So that really strikes me because you're really um, helping them. You know, this word authentic gets bounced around. We don't, so many times we don't even know what it means anymore, but really consistent maybe is the word, right? Authentic is right. I don't, I don't let people claim my language. I mean, English is pretty limited to start with. So Uh those few words that really mean something, I'm not letting anybody take it away from me. Authentic. Okay. Being their authentic selves and bringing that forward because that's the only way you can handle the stress that's inherent in working anywhere, no matter how much you love it. Right. If you're able, when, I also don't allow people to say if or but, when you're in that situation and in that environment that lifts you up and you lift people up, then the stress is is so much less that, that, that you can flourish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Becky Berry's with us, folks. Uh, Becky Berry Career Coaching is her practice. She's the owner and executive coach of her practice. And uh, I want to get your take on a buzzword out there, quiet quitting. Thank you. It's ironic I'm asking you about quiet quitting. Yeah, it would be loud. (laughs) Very, very loud. I was, and I quit Uh, teaching. Yes, for this very reason. Okay. Quiet quitting is not about quitting. Quiet quitting is where employees are setting boundaries with their employers. Might be up, you know, management up high. It might be their local manager, whatever. But in an environment where teams of 30 are getting cut down to three people, and this has happened to a client, Mm -hmm. and asked to do the exact same work on the exact same timeline, employees are no longer going, well, sure, I'll give you a 60-hour week. They're going, I survived COVID. Mm -hmm. I survived work from home and did exemplary work for you. And no, you're not getting 60 hours a week from me. P.S. You don't even appreciate it when I do it. Right. Why would I keep doing it? So to me, this is a balancing moment where companies can decide to step up and show true appreciation of the value of their employees, or they can continue to use this dismissive jargon that's not even true. People aren't quiet quitting. They're doing the work. They're right. just not doing 10 people's work. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and I, I, the very first time I, I saw it, I read about it, I mean, this is what I teach. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what I coach on. It's, it's not, and it's not quiet quitting. Is that you have a life. And if, if the business that you're working for, the company you're working for, is not appreciating you and expecting a unbelievable things from you, mm-hmm. literally doing 10 people's work on the same timeline, get out. That's why you're here with me. And that's when that voice comes up. And that's when we start really working on that because I I reflect back to them the truth of their situation. Mm. I never dispute it mm-hmm. because I know it's true. Right. It's the truth. And they're like, oh my gosh, everybody else says stick it out. And blah, blah. I'm like, no. When you are in that PS, John, I'm going to use this word. I hope it's not triggering for too many people, but that's an abusive work situation. Mm. You don't need to stay there. Right. You don't need to stay there. So that's, I mean, it's a really core piece of my practice is to teach boundaries. Right. 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 I mean, I work with, you know, women with kids. I work with, I work with select men. I am going to say I do work with men to say, you know, you're dedicated to, to your family too. So how, how, how can we make that work? And I do want to make this disclaimer. I'm not saying 
and they're not saying that there are times when you have to like put in 10, 12 hour days. That's the exception. Right. Maybe a couple of times a year, maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe once a quarter or something, but not that that's the expectation of how you work every day. Right. That, I mean, we, in the professional services world, we call this scope creep. Right. Oh, dude, you know it. Yeah, Yeah. this is scope creep uh, relative to the job that you were hired for, Mm -hmm. um, expecting the same to pay the same Mm -hmm. uh, with no change in benefits or or uh, salary, and uh, to get more. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Um, And it strikes me that that um, particularly for women, if you're talking about sixty hours a week, um, women are stretched particularly women that have children dealing with childcare issues and the way childcare works these days and expensive as expensive as that is. And the, the loss of 50% of childcare opportunity, you know, right during COVID. Yes. They haven't come back. Right. Exactly. And so you've got, you, it, it's, even if a woman wanted to do more, they're not able to do this. Right. Unless you I have mean, a husband. Yeah, yeah. Right. But, but the point is, is that, they're already stretched to the max to begin with. Right. Right. And that's, you know, that's for a lot of companies, that's the backbone of their companies and they mm-hmm. just don't even see it, mm-hmm. which is mind boggling. And let me help you get out of there. Yeah. You can go somewhere that does. Right. Right. So we, you mentioned COVID. Let's talk about the, what has happened with the job market since COVID. I think the job market is way better than it was before COVID mm-hmm. because of work from home and remote. Now, some companies are denying the reality of what happened during COVID, where people worked from home, delivered as good or better work than they did before, mm-hmm. delivered record profits to companies, and now you've got to come back to the office. Don't think so. The best, my best clients, hybrid. Mm. That's all they're interested in. Mm-hmm. Remote. And a couple of days in the office because face-to-face time is important. But if you if people want to hire the best and brightest, it's got to be hybrid, at the least, mm. at the least. Mm-hmm. So that's one piece of it. The other is um, <laughs> companies are finally realizing that if you do remote, you have access to all kinds of people all over the world. Mm-hmm. I have clients applying for companies in Ireland and London and all over the place because those opportunities are there in American companies. Hear me on this. They treat their people better. Mm. They treat their people better. Mm-hmm. There's no quiet quitting going on over mm-hmm. there because you only work this amount of time. Right. And that's what's expected. Unless you're an entrepreneur, we know that puts everything else outside <laughs> the realm of, you know, reason, right. yeah. but, but it really, it really is true. There's just a different, you know, this, any, mm-hmm. any person who's been abroad or knows people who work abroad understand the vast difference in working for, for companies in other countries. Becky Berry's with us, folks. She's the owner. She's an executive coach with her own firm, Becky Berry career coaching. So the, I mean, we, I want to push back just a little bit on job market. So you, we, and I'm just reading what's in the headlines about the coming recession, about, you know, that we've got all these uh, layoffs, uh, particularly in the tech industry. So what, 
and and I'm sure people read that your clients may read that and think, Oh boy, now's not the time to make a move. So what, how, how do you counsel someone like that? Well, let's talk about the headlines. Yeah. I read an article in fast company. I think it was last week. It was posted on LinkedIn, you know, tech job layoffs, blah, 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 blah. Six paragraphs Mm -hmm. about that. The seventh paragraph talks about how many of those people are rehired within 90 days. Let me just tell you, nobody gets hired in 90 days except a tech person. So they're getting hired. Well over 67% of those people get hired within a year, which is Mm -hmm. also very excellent. So the headlines want you to read them, and they're going to bury the truth down there. And that is what I'm finding over and over. There are great jobs out there. Uh, I've seen them in every every field i mean because i have i mean i have nurse practitioners and product managers and all all of those things project managers marketing people all of the things um so you know negative headline sell mm-hmm. and, and and when you buy into it it's a very limiting thing yeah so we just talk about it i talk about pain you know maybe i don't use that word but i do say ask so how does it feel to stay Mm-hmm. You know, what are, what are you giving up to stay? What are you keeping to stay? And, you know, there's always those golden handcuffs. They let me work from home. Thank heavens that one's going away. I'm like, for in, in return for what? A 50-hour mm-hmm. week? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, did they, when's the last time you had a raise? What did that raise look like? What are other people doing your job making in the market? Like, yeah, but it's safe. You know, I'm uh, my, my the biggest obstacle, I think, for coming, for, for working with any coach is that feeling of safety people have where they are, mm. which I don't know if that makes me a better coach or not, but I've never bought it. Mm-hmm. I've just never bought it. I just am always ready to go. So maybe that combined with my understanding of people is what, what helps them yeah. you know, make that leap. Yeah. Now I will tell you, I have clients who come to me who don't leave and we find their way to leadership or we find their way to, you know, to more money, all those things. One of my favorite stories is a, is a, of a woman um, I worked with, I think during COVID, and she was really ready to leave the company she worked for. She'd been there for a while. It's a, it's a small uh, medical equipment company. It's German. She's German. You know, it's, it's lovely. And the more we worked and we talked about how to work with her team, she manages a lot of people, and how to work with her, the owners and all this and the questions to ask. And she just blossomed, and she got a big promotion and all these things because we just worked on the things. Mm. She, you know, To me, it was just as likely that she would have found something else, but she really liked where she was. And she was able to – they built a building over here off of Windward Parkway, and she was in charge of it. I mean, just all this stuff. So I'm always delighted of – really embrace this word because I love the way it sounds delighted to see the differences in, in, in the clients who come to me and what, what they want when they come in and then what, how their expectations might shift during our, our coaching engagement. Mm. I love that. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit about some of these professions that are, have been in particular um, disarray, pressure, distress. Um, we were talking when we, before we came on about teachers, um, nurses, um, nurse practitioners. Know, nurse practitioners. Um, 
you know, you can name several that really during the pandemic particularly had um, were stretched to the max and well, beyond. These are their professional frontline positions. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk how you work with someone like that, that has been in that field for a long time and they're just, they've had all they can stand. They want to change. Well, I got to tell you, I've got both right now. I've got, I've got a nurse practitioner who's been in the field for maybe two years and she's like, get me out of here. I'm like, okay. And then teachers. Mm-hmm. I do work with teachers sometimes. Um, depends. And let's just say you used to be a special ed teacher. Yeah. So you for cut, seven you, big years. Y'all. Yeah. That was br- all I could stomach it. You bring, you bring that experience. So. Not the kids. That's all I could stomach the system. Um, well, we just, honestly, John, it's not different from coaching any other, any other coaching. We dig in, see what the source of the dissatisfaction is. Sometimes they feel like I chose the wrong career. I rarely feel that way about mm-hmm. them. So we really dig into that and I talk about, okay, so what is it that you like about this? What is it that feeds you? When, when, when you're in a classroom, I do this with teachers so much, who, particularly those who are trying to get to retirement. Mm-hmm. I'm like, carve out two minutes a day to do the, your very favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is, find two minutes to do it. It'll keep you going till you get to the next place. But it also tells me what their favorite thing is, mm-hmm. right? What the thing that refreshes. So that's their power. That's where they, where, where they experience um, in, in, in a frontline situation like nurses, nurse practitioners, teachers, doctors, you know, ENTs, all those people. Mm-hmm. That's where they're most fully themselves. So that tells me everything I need to to know that I just put right back in the back of my head and it just kind of goes and like, you know, bubbles around and it kind of informs every question I ask and everything I realize about them mm-hmm. um, a- a- as we go forward. Yeah. So it's, it's that, and it's not what, it's more than what's your favorite thing. It, it, it's a combination of, What's your favorite thing and what makes you sigh with delight when you're done? Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. I had one teacher, she liked to sing with her class, elementary school teacher. I'm like, so why aren't you doing it? She goes, there's no time. I'm like, close the door, set a timer and do it. And she did. And it worked. Mm. We forget. We forget that you don't, it doesn't have to be 10, 15, 20 minutes. It can be three minutes. It can be five minutes. It's just a look, wherever you are in in a corporate job, you know, wherever you are, if, if you can find that as close to every day as possible, it helps you reset, but it also helps you stay in who you are. Becky Berry, folks. Becky Berry, career coaching. So, Becky, let's um, let's talk about being prepared for the unexpected. Layoffs, reassignments. Um, let, let's let's talk about what that looks like. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing because this is the resume question. Yes. Uh, uh, honestly, I gave John this question because I wanted to answer it. Um, the number one thing you can do is learn how to write a resume. Mm. All right, I do that in coaching. I have a client right now who came to me with a resume. I went. Do not tell me how much you pay for this resume because it had typos. It was terrible. And it wasn't even her. But at the least, just keep a chronological list of of your jobs and your positions and your promotions and at least four bullets after each one of what you've done. All right? And then 
always have it. Because the scary, what I hear when people come to me is they think the resume is the hard part. I'm like, well, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) That's the easy part. The hard part is knowing who you are Mm. so that now you can make that resume match both the job you want to apply for and you. Mm. Right. Cause that's what the summary part of the resume is. Right. So, the, so that's one always have it, you know, and I'm not saying you have to have a resume document. I'm saying you need some bullets somewhere that you can go and pull from it when you need to create a, a new resume. The other thing is stay current. Please, 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 please. People who don't want to learn who are like, Oh, I've been doing this forever. This is great. Yeah. No. Mm. You you are ripe mm. for being laid off mm-hmm. because even if you're not complacent, it comes across as being complacent. Right. Right. So it's, it's staying current. It's knowing that you're going to be okay if you get laid off. Mm-hmm. And that is a mouthful. And that is really hard to wrap your head around. Mm. If you can stay in that spot, I did it. I said, if when you stay in that spot, this is going to be okay. And this is going to be all my clients who are hearing this will say this in unison. This is going to work out better than you can imagine because it's an opportunity to retool that you didn't even know you needed. Because you're feeling when this happened, it says, I'm a failure. Why did this happen to me? They're horrible, whatever. Yeah, all of those, but you're not a failure. The main thing is it's an opportunity to retool. It goes back to my suggesting to people that they change jobs every three to five years because this is not the 50s or the 60s or the 70s or the 80s. Mm-hmm. In the 80s, it's when companies started getting rid of pensions, laying off people the day before they were vested. happened to my husband twice mm. um, and things like that. So that loyalty, they aren't encouraging it. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, they are discouraging it. So use that as as the motivation to know. Oh, it's time to change jobs. I'm going to make more money. Right. You all. You know, when you change jobs, my average, my clients increase their income on an average of twenty percent. I've done fifty percent, seventy five percent. Once it's doubled, because they were so low to start. Mm. Partic- oh my gosh particularly with women. Right. They are still not paid the same as men. And the only way you can get close to that is to move Mm -hmm. because you can't make up a 10% lower salary from the day you start by staying somewhere for 20 years. No, you are still 10% lower. So that compounding thing does not work in your favor. Right. Right. Um, yeah, and the time value money gets lost over time, we, but we won't get into all that. Thank but, you. Yeah, yes, exactly. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, you don't have unlimited years to make up that gap. Um, I want to. You mentioned some big numbers there in terms of how you've helped um, clients, and uh, I want to talk some about some specific success stories as we wind up here. Okay. Um, and obviously, you're not going to mention names because you're in the confidentiality business, but talk about one or two success stories that are illustrative of the great work you do. Oh, you know, you told me this before and I couldn't think of one and it just popped into my head. Thanks. Okay. So one of my clients who has been in customer engagement, employee engagement, that's where like old Navy has like employees at Macy's come, you know, or I mean um, boys and girls club or whatever. And they do things for these companies. 
And she's always been in that, but she's always been a salesperson. Because what is she doing? She's selling it. To, and I could not get her to go into sales. She finally did. And she blew it up. She blew it up. <laughs> it took me five years to get her into sales. I mean, she had different jobs and all this stuff, but I'm like, do it. And when she finally did, because my point was, and this is to so many of my women who are in those kind of, you know, customer relationship things or business development. Yeah. So, so let me get this straight, ladies. You are going to take that customer all the way to saying, will you buy this? And then let somebody else make six figures plus a year and you're going to make not six figures plus because you didn't. Your job isn't to ask that question. It's to give them every single thing they need. Right. Don't get me started. (laughs) Don't get me started. Uh, But uh, I've had a couple of those. That's great. Uh Um, The one I told earlier, that's one of my favorites. Because sometimes staying in place works, and then you're ready to leave. And I believe she's ready to leave now. So she's Mm. on my list. I need to talk again. Then um, right now I have... Two women in the insurance industry. Remember I told you about being in an industry you should never have been in in the first place. Two of the most creative people I've ever met. Mm -hmm. And we are successfully moving them out of insurance into creative industries. Oh, wow. And it's taken a while. I mean, it's not. I can't flip a switch and they're Mm -hmm. ready. You know, there's portfolios and stuff. But what happened to them and their, their, their respect for themselves, their understanding of themselves, even the way they carried themselves, as we realized that this was something they could do. This is one of them was one of the crying moments, my, my most recent crying moments. It's just, I don't even know how to describe it. It's bliss. Mm. I mean, it's just bliss to see that come over their faces and their and their bodies. I mean, the whole way they carry themselves, right, is is unbelievable. So, it's it's not just about the money, mm-hmm. right? It's about it's about finding that position. And I'm I, I want to make this clear, and people don't always understand this. My clients rarely get a jo- a new job while they're with me. It's in the next three, six, nine, twelve months. I got an email last week, Becky. Oh my gosh, you won't believe what I did. Here's the job. I oh yeah, this is a journal journalist, and she goes. You were right. You know, I if I stayed there, I did the stuff, and now I have the exact job that I wanted. And I just went, yes, mm. yes, because it works. Because she had a new understanding of who she was, a reorganized view of her work, and how to put it in the context of what she wanted to do. And boom, there it was. You know, it, it, it happened. Mm-hmm. First, she attracted the opportunity at, at, at a lower level, and then boom, like, I think it's nine months later, she gets exactly what she was hoping she would she would get. And it's a very influential, great position, and I'm, I'm just thrilled. I get those emails a lot. Becky, I couldn't have done it without you. But I'm like, yeah, you could have, but no, they couldn't. Um, well. It was just, it was, it was you know, that's, uh, that's, that's literally what I live for. Well, they could have done it without you, but they didn't know the way, and you showed right. them the way, yeah. right? Um, so, wow, great I'm never, work. I'm never shy about showing you the way, <laughs> am I, John? No. You, <laughs> I, I've never had shy and, and Becky in the same sentence. So, uh, uh, Becky Berry, folks, Becky Berry Career Coaching, she does great work. I've known her a long time. And, Becky, for those that would like to be in touch, let's tell them how they can do that. 
So you can call me. My number is 404-480-0849, 404-480-0849. You can email me at Becky at BeckyBerryCoach.com. And this is Berry with a B, like a strawberry. Mm-hmm. Becky at BeckyBerryCoach.com. I have a website with my blog on it, and my blog is excellent. No imposter syndrome here <laughs> uh, for, on that aspect. Um, my website is BeckyBerryCoach.com. If you want to find me anywhere, type in Becky Berry Coach and I will come up. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the places. Yeah, that's that's me. Becky Berry, folks, Becky Berry Career Coaching. Um, just always a pleasure. Delighted we can celebrate the great work you do. So keep it up. Thanks, John. I always love chatting with you. You always throw me some great questions. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Hey, well, you know, the, the only thing about a great question is a great answer, right? So that's, that's so and you give great answers. So thank you. thank you. Hey, folks, just a quick reminder. If you are looking for a different experience in your business, and I'm talking about where you're not sitting around worrying about administrative tasks and bookkeeping and back office kind of work that you really need to outsource. You need to outsource to an angel, an angel who's going to fly in, get the job done and fly out. Well, I know where you can find that angel at Office Angels, 770-442-9246. They've got a whole team of angels that have experience at administrative tasks and bookkeeping, marketing. They do presentations, plan workshops and speaking engagements. So if that's the kind of help that you need to take your business to the next level, then that's the place you need to call. If you're shy, you can go to officeangels.us, but I just encourage you to call them 770-442-9246 and ask for my friend Essie Escobedo and let her know that I sent you. And folks, we are coming up on episode number 600 for North Fulton Business Radio, and we're excited about that. Um, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Wow, John, yeah, congrats. I, I know. It's amazing what will happen if you just keep doing it. Um, but we've, we've, got, uh, we've had almost 900 guests on this show over the years, and what has made us successful is you, our listener. You keep supporting us, and one way you do that is by sharing the show with people who – you think could benefit. So if you have heard something here in this show uh, that uh, where you can think of someone that would benefit from knowing what Becky has to offer and what she has to say, please share the show. And that goes for any of our other um, almost 600 shows. Please keep sharing the show uh, and help us be the voice of business and celebrate the great work of business leaders in our community. So for my guest, Becky Berry, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.